0: Out of the entire Torah, there's more wisdom. There's more Talmud. There's more commentary per word or per sentence or per idea on this one parsha on the first on, gen, on the beginning of Genesis. Contains more commentary. There's more commentary, uh, especially philosophical and agadic commentary uh, on this part of the Torah than any other part of the Torah. So that's why, if you wonder why, if you have a breakdown through the Bible and there's ten classes on the first. Section there's 54 sections. You might be here till uh, till 2042 at this pace, but uh, which might be great. Uh, and and I also I also say that we're doing it very very deep. But uh, as we will hopefully demonstrate, we're barely scratching the surface in reality. Uh, and you could go with the whole Torah and just see deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's uh, something that it's a lifetime's our lifetime's mission. Uh, but earlier the whole episode of what happened with Adam and the sin and the challenge that he had and his decision to give in and to commit that sin and alter the course of human history subsequently that's something that needs to be examined and and explained and developed and I'm going to present one idea tonight about that even though it's, it's something that we did previously <sighs> okay so I think we should start. I, want to start... I want to. You know, I'm going to start with something and then we'll start reading my, my first item of the night. Um, so the Talmud is a, a piece of Talmud in uh, Sanhedrin. It's in 38A and B and 37. Uh, it contains one of the most famous statements is that um, that if someone sustains one Jewish life, it's as if they sustain the entire world. I've maybe you heard that. If you're able to save one life, it's as if you save the entire world. And that is brought down from Adam. Adam was the entire; was one man, and all of humanity was one man. And it's 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 worthwhile to create the entire universe for one man. Hence, if one man is uh, sustained or is kept alive, it's as if the entire universe, or the value of the entire universe, was sustained, which is an incredible idea. And we think is that okay? Fine. All humanity. Maybe there's eight billion of us. And uh, I'm one eight billionth of of, of of humanity. When in reality, all of humanity is really one person. Right. It was all Adam, right? But it could have been one person. And purpose, the purpose of existence, when Adam was around, it was just one person. And one person could encapsulate the entire mission of of, of, of the of the universe. Which is incredible. And it just when we think of ourselves when we think of us being a cog maybe in a much bigger apparatus, no. We're it. One person is the entire world. Right? The entire universe. Hence, if someone, God forbid, kills one person, it's as if they destroy the entire universe. And that's on one side. On the other side, if someone's able to save or sustain or keep alive or, or enliven another a, a single human, well, it's as if he enlivened, sustained, kept alive the entire universe. Yes. Where is it written the
1: whole world was created for my sake? And what in the world could that possibly mean?
0: So that, that's a, a off topic, but it's written in Isaiah forty. Three, I believe. forty-three or 42, I don't remember. Okay, so what day of the week was Adam created? Let's do a quiz. Friday. Friday. Everyone yeah. agrees? Friday. Wh- why was Adam created on Friday? Why not on Monday? Hey, or you know what? But he had to
2: create the rest of the world before
0: Adam could come. Why? Pleasure. Because Pleasure. <laughs> why I explain that, Wendy? Uh, the world was created for Adam. Uh, therefore. So therefore, so why, why Friday? The uh, day
3: Shabbos.
0: So, <laughs> oh, so see, w- Wendy, you—the uh, question that I asked was the question that the Talmud asked, and you said two of the answers, even though you don't even know about it. Okay. So the Talmud asked this one question: Why was Adam created on Friday? And I guess the the emphasis is real. Okay, fine. Let him maybe Sunday. Adam's the most important first thing you do, first thing you address, or uh, you know, was it just a. A choice was it just random? Was it just random? Um,
1: R- Rabbi A. be said that everything was created at once, but it was introduced in different days. Mm-hmm. So he was introduced to this world on the sixth yeah. day.
0: Well, sure.
3: I, I, I think no,
0: but I, I think I think I think that that this, that you, yeah, that you're correct. But I think what Rabbi what, what from what I stand, with Rabbi Wolbe, he's quoting the. Rashi says that, and the Ramban, and they say is that the 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 matter, right, or the life that uh, was created in subsequent days was uh, like the DNA was created in day one, for example, but it was only formed. It was it was a different between creation and formation? Is that is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, but either way, so why was why was he formed on, on Friday? That, 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 that would be the question. Why was he introduced? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I
1: heard, was that uh, he had to have a place to be? There had to be a world for him to
3: be in
0: before he could be in it. So that's what Wendy said. I want to say that Talmud says four answers to this one question, and I want to, I want to just, I want to just think about this for one second. It seems like it's a pretty trivial matter. It's a pretty trivial matter. Friday, yeah, And what would have been if it wasn't on Thursday? Okay, fine. It would have been Thursday. So maybe there's some benefit, right? The question is not is not a question that we would necessarily assume has so much gravity to it. Yeah, obviously if God did something, well, then there's reason for it, right? Yeah, okay, but God also created you know, items on, on, on Thursday that he could have created on Wednesday. And maybe, it's, is that the same question with the same answer? Is that the same kind of question? Maybe yes, but I want to stress on the answers. And I see from these answers, I think we have an incredible example of how one tiny little item Adam being created on Friday as opposed to some other day could teach us incredible lessons that we could base our life on upon. It, it could teach us life altering lessons. And let me, let me just go through, let me run through the four answers. <laughs> right, Answer answers number one. Why was Adam created on Friday? Answer number one so that the heathens should not say that the Almighty had a partner in creating the world. Assuming had Adam been created on Sunday, and then comes on Monday, what happens Monday? Well, these new things are being created, and there's, you know, there's water, and there's the earth and the land and the, the animals and the birds, and well, maybe the Almighty had a had a partner. Maybe man partnered with the Almighty. Therefore, God waited till everything else was done. Man was then <laughs> uh, created last. Man was created last. No one could claim that man partnered with the Almighty and created anything else. That's idea number one. Very nice. Idea number two. Man was created on Friday. The very last creature that was created. Why was man created on Friday? Says the Talmud. This is, again, it's on 38a. The reason why man was created on Friday is because in case he gets haughty, man has a tendency to get haughty. You succeed. You have an achievement. You feel great. Look at me. Look what I accomplished. My might and the strength of my hand enabled me to do this. You remind him. Do you know what was created before you? The lowly mosquito. The lowly housefly. The lowly fruit fly. These were created before you. You came after that. Hence, man being created last is a tool that man could use to subjugate or to to, uh, acquire humility and to and to weaken, to mitigate, to attenuate his uh, haughtiness, his arrogance. Okay, those two very nice reasons. Let's move on to number three. And this, uh, Wendy kind of hinted to it, even though she didn't know she was saying it. The reason why Adam was created on Friday is because he should right away start with a mitzvah. Friday, right, Friday afternoon, boom, Shabbos. The first thing he experiences, man, man's coming to the world, man's coming to the world with a purpose to do mitzvahs, First thing that he does, he doesn't have to wait the entire week, he has Shabbos right away, uh, right upon him. And the last thing is what Wendy did say, and and that because man is the focal point of, of the universe, man is the focal point of the universe, hence you prepare everything and then you bring in man. And the Talmud gives a mashal, a parable, to explain this by saying that like a king, a king wants to make a banquet, what does he do? He prepares the entire banquet and then he brings in the guests. That's the Talmud for answers. Now, this is a, a, a Talmud asking a question which we would, have, we would have assumed that this question of why Adam was created on Friday and not any other day is not one of the fundamental questions of all of, of, all of Genesis. It's, it's a reasonable question. The chronology, the chronology of of the creation seems to be important, right? The Almighty doesn't does do things needlessly. It seems like it's an important question, but it's not necessarily, you wouldn't assume it being such a fundamental question. And then it gives us four answers, and this is literally three, three lines in Talmud. That's it. That's the answer. And I was thinking that we could take these four items and we could list them and show that man being created on Friday, that is... Uh, th- that gives us a foundation of all of Jewish wisdom and I'll explain. what's the reason number one? Reason number one why Adam was created on Friday. So men so no one should claim no heathen should claim that God had a partner. God alone enabled everything to happen. Faith, the most important item of faith is that God is the one who makes things happen. Without any other cause, God is the cause. Everything else is a result of God, right? This is the open the first word, the first line of Maimonides. You have to believe there was a first cause who caused other things to happen, and that cause is not dependent on anything else, but everything else is dependent on that cause. One of the most basic fundamentals of Judaism, boom, lying right in plain sight. We ask a simple question. Why was Adam created on Friday? What do we get? We get an answer that is the keystone of our faith. It's a lesson which is tremendous. Everything is from the Almighty. God has no partners. Nothing is dependent. Uh, He's not dependent on anything. He's the only one that makes things happen. Tremendous lesson of faith. Reason number one why Adam was created on Friday. Reason number two. What's that? In case he gets haughty, he remembers the lowly housefly. To teach Adam or man about humility. Humility is a kind of midah. For those of us who are familiar with Musar, Musar is about the study of the perfection of midot. One of the most important things we need to do in our lives is perfect our character. What does that mean? It means to isolate, to determine what character we have, and to fix, perfect, complete our character. Which of the characteristics is always used as the prototype of the negative character? Gava. Once again, we're getting here a gem. Torah asks a seemingly, not trivial question. What does it give us? It gives us a tremendous lesson of faith, the most important lesson of faith... And it gives us the key for the, for, for the root of all negative character. The reason why ga'avan, the reason why haughtiness is used as the, uh, as the paragon of negative character is because it's the root of all negative character. All negative character stems from man feeling a superiority. Out of that grows, uh, out of that grows uh, being insensitive, being unkind, uh, being angry. How could someone do that to me? Right. The root of all negative character is gava, is haughtiness, is arrogance. Once again, we get a tremendous lesson from a seemingly insignificant source. Answer number three. But well, that was the la- that was the final answer. That was the final of the four answers. Well, it yeah, I wouldn't use that terminology. I wouldn't say he's the highest of all creatures. I would say first of all, he's a different kind of creature. It's totally different. Uh, correct. Correct. Um, and and that doesn't mean that we should. Now, that doesn't mean that we should be haughty. If I know that I'm, I'm more important than every other animal on the planet, every animal, not, not person, every animal, I know that. That doesn't make me, that, 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 that alone doesn't make me haughty. I'm saying these two ideas, it seems like there's room for, for a conflict between these so I agree with what you're saying, uh, Lewis. I agree with what you're saying. Uh, That there seems to be room for conflict between uh, answer number two and answer number four. (laughs) Hey, don't be haughty, but A, you're the most important creature creature, and that both of them are correct, right? (laughs) Knowing that man is is superior to every animal doesn't mean that man is haughty. It means that man knows what man means. Assuming that what you have is a result of what you did or a result of your greatness or your brilliance or your insight, right? Or, you know, that is haughtiness. And a tool to help us mitigate our haughtiness is remembering where we came from, remembering our lowly beginnings, so to speak, our insignificant beginnings. So yes, we're more we're more superior to the animals, but that's not that's not a license for us to be haughty. That's okay if this thing falls. No big deal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't spend the rest of the night now worrying about it. And uh, what's number three? Number three is the reason why mass created on Friday is because the first thing you should do, jump into mitzvot. Do, Sha, do Shabbat. What's so it then, telling us? So
2: my question is this: Why didn't Hashem wait until right before, so that we could jump right into Shabbos, and then you know that whole apple thing wouldn't, forbidden fruit thing wouldn't have
0: happened? It's a very good question, and your question is based on actually in a source and another source again from the same page in Talmud. For everything you wanted by Adam and Eve from the Talmud, well, almost everything, a lot. From the textual sources is over there. Uh, as to the apple, someone mentioned an apple tree. I don't think. No, but it was a tree of fruit. According to one opinion, it was a it was wheat. Pig. According to opinion, it was, it was a fig. It was an etrog. That's uh, also from Sanhedrin, but in the seventies, maybe seventy B. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, I, I that, that's a, that's a good point. That's that's a good point. Yeah, God God obviously wanted him to have the challenge before Shabbat, before Shabbat. But it means he did it as close to Shabbat as possible. But what I want to say with with that is that this is telling us a lesson. It's not just saying, well, okay, fine, God wanted us to do mitzvot. So, um, so he'll create man and he'll have he'll be so close to doing the Shabbat. I think it's telling us more than that. I think it's telling us that the purpose of man is to do mitzvot. That's, the per- that's why he's here. Hence, he's going to be created in a situation where he'll be very close to achieving his goal. And what was the last thing? The last thing was is that man is the reason why we're here. Right? The ultimate goal of creation was that man should be here. Now, why should man be here? finish yeah, god god. God to, fin- to finish okay how does man finish what god started by creating
1: by enjoying god's creation
0: okay but how does god really how does man really enjoy god's creation by what does man do to enjoy god's creation by, by, by okay, following the torah helps man complete his creation and partner with god by doing what what okay. does man do what is the mechanism what is the tool what is My the process heart? yeah i know but on a deeper In level heart? Well, a deeper level, Adam didn't have torments. So this is something we'll we get revisit. To well, how do we do that?
3: <laughs> more
0: what makes us know. really different from animals? We can talk. Okay. Well, what else? A reason. We can reason. Okay. Spiritual. Choice. Freedom. Oh, boom! Freedom. That's the word I wanted. Freedom? That's the word I wanted. Freedom. He said freedom. choice. We can make decisions, oh, so right? Freedom. And that's that. And all those things are actually correct, but the root of it is that we can make decisions. How can we make decisions? Because we have an intellect. <laughs> And we have a uh, an instinct. Intellect and instinct. All animals have just instinct. We're the only ones that have the ability to overcome our instinct. For one way or the other, we're the only animals that commit suicide. We're the only animals that, that, that build hospitals. We're the only ones that do that. We're the only ones that are willing to say no to a charcoal bar. No, animals can't do that. Animals can't resist temptation. They don't have that ability, that faculty that enables man to resist temptation.
4: They don't need to go on a diet.
0: They, they don't need to, right? Well. They just have they have a, a, they have only instinct. that's only that's all they got. We have the ability to have choice because we're different. Now Wendy pointed out that the reason why God created us on Friday right is because everything else is here for us. Why is everything else here for us? Of course everything else is here for our pleasure through our choices. through our choices. The world is an arena, and the game is the free choice. The reason why God created man last, according to this final answer of the Talmud, is because everything has to be ready for the proverbial party. What's that party? That's the main attraction. What's the main attraction? Man engaging with the world, thereby having choice to choose one way or the other. This is a very, very critical idea.
3: It doesn't seem to me that that's really accurate. God created man so that he would follow the laws that God set down for us to
0: follow. Okay, okay, okay. I, I can prove it to you by just looking at Adam. Did Adam have any laws? Did he have a Torah? No. no. Did he? Is that a good question? I was uh, many months ago. I was in a <clears throat> in Temple Beth El, and we had a question and answer series. And someone asked me the, my favorite question I've ever gotten. How come Adam didn't have Torah? Torah is so central to our philosophy, to our theology, to our outlook life. Without Torah, you can't succeed in anything. And that's a very good question. Right? And if it's all about just following the laws, well, he would have gotten all the laws. It's much more than that. It's essentially, at its root, Adam was man. All of mankind does, we'll see a little bit later on. And he was here, thrown into an arena to do what? To do to make a choice. He had one choice, right? But ultimately, man, right, and us being tiny particles of Adam, we are here to make choices. The Torah is here to help us. The Torah is here to guide us. The Torah is here to ensure that we do not drown in the ocean that engulfs us. But ultimately, at its root, we're about making choices. So yes, that may look like following the Torah right now. Now. He had one myself. So we're, we're gonna revisit this a little bit later on. Um,
2: yeah, I'm a little confused. Yeah, um, Rabbi, your brother, uh, <coughs> your brother said that the he had a pray for rain before it would rain. Mm-hmm. Okay, and are you? Was there fruit before it rained?
0: No, there were trees, but there was no
2: there was no fruit. There was no
0: there was no. growth. No oh, was, was right, so that
2: could have lasted forty years that Friday. That could have been a generation. That's Friday. Of that if you okay, you.
0: this this is something I'm going to address because this is very important within the whole age of the universe discussion. The age of the universe discussion uh, is a problematic one, right? Because if you follow the Torah and you just count the years. From when Adam lived, and how, how old was Adam when he died, and how old was Noah and Abraham, and do the math all the way through Moses and through the, the you know the first uh, millennium before the common era, and just count till today. We have about five thousand seven hundred some some odd years
2: from the counting of
0: right. And if you're and science seems pretty sure that it's much 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 longer. And actually, it's important to note is that recently, the past couple of years, science shaved like. A billion point eight years off their estimation, so it's not exactly a perfect uh, a perfect. Uh, it's an estimate, a guesstimate, <coughs> but they seem very convinced that the number is something between fifteen point four or th- now it's thirteen point eight. So they shaved off one point six billion years, which is a lot of years, I think. Uh, but uh, if if we're going to reconcile those two opinions and hold them both to be true. Right. the answer has to lie in the fact that these six days of creation were in fact much more than just
2: days and that proves it with the rain because how would you how could you have fruit to spring up without
0: fruit? well that's there's more than that uh Adam uh, according to the Talmud that uh, rich mentioned was formed created got married had kids yes. all on this one Friday for a few hours obviously it was different it was a different existence we have the Sun right the Sun is what regulates our days and our seasons and our years that only shows up on day four what happened what defined day from Sunday Monday Tuesday this is all up in the air. this is all not clear who says as that whoa but who says as that was 24 hours who made that up we do uh, okay but that but that, Adam, but that was yeah. not relegated yeah. to, a, to a light source. Yeah. So how time existed, how can we measure time without something measuring it for us? It's something... Yeah. We, you just said Adam married and had children. Yeah. yeah that's what it says. Yeah. All before, before Shabbat. Shabbat. All before Shabbat. That's what the Talmud says. Yeah. So yeah. obviously yeah. in three... Well, yes. in, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in three or four hours, it's a lot to accomplish, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. so so it's un- so, uh, how it worked exactly. We don't know. What we know for sure, it, w- it wasn't the same exact kind of time measuring system that we have today. That's for sure. Right? We don't have a sun. We don't have a celestial being that's going to govern, govern the sun with a uh, with a u. I meant.
3: That's he he had a son
0: with, I know, right, he had a son with, he had two sons. With, no, no, he
3: no, had a well son S-U-N, not S-U-N. S-U-N. I right. know,
2: but what about we day one,
0: day two? Well, I the understand, stars. day one and day two
1: come in billions of then years. I, I, guess, then I then they understand. Have, but I but understand birth. how Friday, the day before Friday,
0: you can do, I mean, not that. Who That's says the sun was, the entire world, and we know it from Adam's perspective, but the entire world was a different world. Before sin and after the sin. This is a critical idea. Before the sin and after the sin, everything changed. Everything. We'll see descriptions of Adam. I'll give it this I'll give I'll give three timed descriptions of Adam. Just descriptions. Who was Adam? Uh, read them verbatim. I'll tell you where to look at it if you want to look at it. And you'll see it's obviously a different kind of existence. Adam wasn't just a regular dude, it wasn't just a man. It was much, much different. It was much more. It was radically different. That's what it said. That's one of the descriptions. Yes.
1: Was it sin before Shadows?
0: Yes. And then on Shabbos he was allowed to stay in the Garden of Eden. We'll see what, when he gets bounced out of the Garden of Eden.
1: Because Cain and Abel weren't they born after the no, sin? Oh. No, okay. no,
0: no, no, they're, they're no, no. No, they no. I think they were born beforehand. No. Yeah,
1: Cain was born before. of them were born before.
0: Before. Yeah, this is all before. It's a little all bit out of order. You know? the, the, the the this this part of the Torah is a little bit out of order, as we know the Torah is the not course. written in chronological order. And I'll give you guys a trick. I'll give you guys a trick to to know wh- when. Uh, or to show the difference between Adam before the sin and Adam after the sin. Okay, let's get back to this statement in the Talmud. We have one question, seemingly simple, not so critical of a discussion. Why was Adam created on Friday? And what we got as a result of that question was, I think, maybe the core ideas of Jewish life. The core ideas. We got number one faith, and and pretty much the basic idea. If you have to say faith in a nutshell, God does not need anyone else. We all need Him. God has no partners. We got the core root of everything we need to talk character, about character perfection. Right? Combat your, combat your, uh, combat your, uh, your your arrogance. Your right? achieve humility. We got the core root of our mission. Right, do mitzvot. Adam said quickly, you have to run to go, go do mitzvot. And we got the description of what life is about. Man is the purpose, right? Everything is here for him, for him to enjoy, but also for him to engage with and therefore exercise his free will. So what I want to impress upon, A, this idea is a, a beautiful idea, four answers, and the Torah just giving answers because it's building a beautiful world <coughs> for us. But the point is, is that a simple thing, like a question, if I would have asked you before you walked in here, how significant in the grand scheme of things is the fact that Adam was born on Friday and not on Sunday, you would say, well, it's probably not so significant. And you know what? Maybe it isn't compared to the other things. But we see even the seemingly insignificant parts of the Torah can contain amazing, tremendous gems and something which we need to analyze and we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to thoroughly examine because, because like, like we said, this one question, gave us Judaism in a nutshell. In a very, very small nutshell, right? If you, if you just read it and you didn't actually analyze it and sweat over it, you wouldn't know what it's really trying to tell you. But we see even a minor question to give you a, amazing results. That's what I want to impress. And the idea is also beautiful. right? What's Judaism? Well, faith, character perfection, mitzvot, man fighting his, his uh, or engaging with his free choice. How are we doing Doing good? Okay, so I want to start the reading, and we're going to – oh, gosh. So we're going to have to go fast here. Uh, we, have one hour. we have another hour? Yeah. We might need a little more, but uh, we'll do it quickly. Okay, so who's ready to start reading? We'll start from here? Dave? Uh, uh, which, which what I want to do, do, want do is read till, uh, yeah, <coughs> starting 20, uh, yeah, till page 24. Uh, verse nineteen. So that's I want to read starting at, Where are we starting? Where are page twenty. Well, we're, we're on page twenty-two. Wait, page twenty, uh, verse twenty-two.
2: And, uh, the top. Until
0: twenty-four. twenty. Where I reach to, read till page twenty-four.
2: And Hashem, said, and Hashem God said, "Indeed, man has become like the unique, unique one among us to know good and bad, and now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life, and he will eat." And live forever. Yep. Hashem, God, expelled him from the from the Garden of Eden to work the ground which he he was taken from. And having driven out the man, he stationed to the <coughs> east of the Garden of Eden the sherbu sherbulium, and the blade of the sword that was ever turning to guard the way. To the tree of life.
0: Okay, so what do we see? We see that we're worried about Adam. Adam already committed a sin, right? Adam has to be expelled, right? There's this tree called the tree of life that we actually mentioned earlier, and if Adam were to eat from this tree of life, he would live forever, and then people may uh, confuse him with a with a god with a deity. Therefore, we have to expel him. So he gets expelled from the Garden of Eden. Outside of that, and God put a a sword, an ever turning sword, kind of like uh, in the movie The Rock, nineteen ninety six, right? To make sure that he can't get back in. If he were to go back in, well, the sword would slice him to pieces, Jones. right? Unless you're in the Indiana Jones, rich. Well, the general rule with Hashem and Elohim is that Elohim is typically... Elohim, by the way, does not mean God. I want—I was going to say this later on. The word Elohim does not mean God. It means power. It means power, right? Uh, we have so many examples in the Torah. innumerable I just give a few examples. Ad Elohim, Ad Elohim, Yovavad name. The court of court of is called Elohim. Uh, Moses, God tells Moses, you're going to be a, a Elohim for, for Pharaoh, which means you're going to be a master of them, power. So people, uh, people get confused. Oh, it says in, uh, I read in one of the, uh in one of the uh, Dan Brown books. He's like, uh, yeah, of course, uh, man and God, it's kind of the same thing. Look at Psalms 30, 92. It says, uh, God says, uh, you are God. Uh, he said, man, man, you are God. He but it doesn't say, man, you are God. It says, man, you are Elohim and we'll see all the way at the end of the partial. We're going to get to there, right? Come hella high water, we're going to get to there, but if you take a look, if you f- uh, f- uh, look all the way down to page 30, the third line, uh, and elsewhere, right. ha Elohim, right? If you take a look at, uh, go back to page 29, and two lines from the bottom, they saw the sons of Elohim, which means the rulers. The word Elohim does not mean God, it's used to de- to describe God because it used cause God is the is the power, but the, it means the power, and we use the reference for God because God has the power. So typically, when it says Elohim, it typically means uh, like power. So more of a uh, restrictive, uh, and when it says uh, the the uh, tetragram, right, the, the the name of God, the ineffable name of God, uh, then it means uh, more of a Chesed notion. Okay, let's move on, and uh, please, I'll share, read the next three uh, verses. <clears throat> Good question.
4: Now the man, now the man. Now the man had known Abba, his <laughs> okay. wife, and she conceived, and she bore Cain, and she said, I've acquired a man with Hashem. And she continued giving birth to his brother through Abel, Abel.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Abel. Abel. And became and. Abel became a herder of sheep, and Cain became a worker of the ground. And it was at the end of a period of time that Cain brought from the fruit of the ground an offering to Hashem. And Abel brought himself as well of the firstborn of his flock. And from their choicest, Hashem turned to Abel and to his offering. But to Cain and to his offering He did not turn. This angered Cain exceedingly, and his countenance fell. And Hashem said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? Surely, you improve yourself, you will be forgiven. If you will improve yourself, you will be forgiven. But if you do not improve yourself, at the door sin rests. And toward you is its desire, yet you can conquer it. Cain said to Abel his brother, and it happened when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him.
0: Okay, so what do we see? Uh, we have uh, Adam and Eve having children. Now remember, this is important. Uh, men. This is uh, this this Adam. This event happened beforehand. It happened while they were still in the Garden of Eden. <coughs> Uh, and they had uh, two children, Cain and Abel, and uh, they grew up, and they got their professions, and Abel had this novel idea of bringing in an offering for God. <coughs> I'm sorry, uh, Cain had this idea. Comes along with Abel says, hey, I'm going to do the same thing, and he does the same thing. And ironically, God finds favor in Abel. Abel was <laughs> the second one. He wasn't the one who initiated. He, wasn't, he would copycat. He was a copycat. But for whatever reason... His offering found favor in the eyes of the Almighty. The Almighty turned towards his offering, but not towards Cain's offering, and Cain got upset, and he killed him. So Fratricide. Before, before that, why does it say that
3: God refused his offering, and why does it say that he could get better? I don't know what
0: that means. That's a good question. It's a <laughs> terrific question. What does it mean? Well, he, And he said, God tells him, Hey, if you would have brought a better offering, well, I would have listened. And if not, well, then there's sin waiting at the door. Well, and and this this also uh, this uh, seems to explain perhaps why God would not find favor in Cain's mm-hmm. offering. Well, because it wasn't top of the you know, top of the line. <laughs> there was something lacking. That's a, that's a very good question that you brought up. Well, the, the, isn't intent important? <laughs> it, I'm sorry. Isn't intent important to Hashem? Uh, perhaps it is. I agree. It is. And if intent
2: is important, and Cain said hey, this is something that we should do. It would demonstrate that he had intent and he had gratefulness. Maybe his execution suffered a little
0: bit, but, it, 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 I mean, that seems to against intent, the intentionality. Okay, I, I I agree. I think that's a, that's a good uh, perspective, and in fact, I I actually com- com- almost completely agree with what you're saying. We'll we'll get back to this. Where
3: does it say in here that he didn't think his
0: offering was good enough? I don't know. No, that the Almighty said... He oh. Okay.
3: Verse why turned
0: away? From uh, well, no, he turned away okay. from say, verse, say why he away. No, say verse 6. Verse 6 says, and Hashem said to Cain, "Why are you angry? Why is your countenance falling? Why are you so upset? Surely if you improve yourself, you'll be So here it says forgiven. Uh, it says forgiven. forgiven. Uh, okay, so that's That's, that's, that's uh different. I don't think that would be the
3: uh... Well, Cain offered Abel offered. God accepted Abel's offer and he turned away from Cain, but it doesn't say why he turned away. It ground. just says later that if you improve yourself, I don't know where the, where is the description that says why he turned away and what did he have
2: to improve? Well, can, didn't Cain give fruit? fruit? If you Cain take a look at Rashi,
0: I, I, what, I tra- what I, what I the way I understand yeah, it is, but, is the way Rashi, Rashi tells us, <laughs> to look at the Onkelos, the Onkelos in Aramaic tells us is that what, the, the, he translates it as that uh, God said to Cain, if you improve, means if you give the offering in a better fashion, then I will accept your offering.
2: But I read that Cain gave fruit. Is that wrong? From the tree. A- and that Abel gave an animal. Oh, who said Abel gave an animal? Is that yeah, correct? No, wait, yeah, no. he gave an animal. Yeah, there you go. Is it, wouldn't that be the difference? Maybe? That the animal was no, more. It was the Maybe. Of his flock, or
3: the first, or the best.
2: Okay, but, they may, well, maybe... Somebody had said they both gave the same... They didn't both give
0: No, they gave didn't the same thing. No, give Cain
2: well, gave something from the ground. I right. I assume that's fruit or a vegetable or something. Yeah, and, and the other one gave sheep.
0: No, and, and, and the verse even tells us that Abel was a herder. Right? He had sheep, mm-hmm. and Cain was a farmer. Right. So f- the farmer brought what farmer's, you know, what farmer's okay. what farmers brain, and, the, you know, the herder brought what herder's brain but yeah, I, I think all these uh, vantage points are are, are worthy of uh, of spending time on. Okay. Let, let's let's read further. We have we have to keep on tracking. Uh, uh, Panina, would you please uh, uh we're up to verse nine, page twenty two. Shem said where is brother? And said, I do not know. is it the guardian of my brother that
3: I am?
1: Then he said, What have you done? The voice of the bloods of your brother are crying to me from the ground. And now cursed are you from the ground which opened wide its mouth to receive the bloods of your brother from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall, it shall not continue to yield its strength to you. In an exile shall you be on earth? said to if, Is it too great my iniquity to be born? Indeed you have day from upon the face of the earth. From your face can I be hidden? If I become a wanderer and an exile on earth, it will be that whoever needs me will kill me. Hashem said to him, therefore whoever slays Cain, who after seven generations will be punished, and Hashem
2: placed upon Cain a mark to preclude him being killed
0: by anyone who would meet him. Okay, so, um, so God confronts he says, Where's your brother? He says, My brother, I'm a brother's keeper, right? That's the famous line. And he says to him, The bloods, right? Importance. Bloods. Why is the blood Plural. not the blood? Plural. The generations. generations. very good. The he bloods. Didn't know
3: what would kill him so he him
0: in many different ways. That's what Rashi brings, that's correct. I mean that's one of, what's one one explanation in Rashi, other explanation in Rashi is that uh, that it's the future generations. And he says, gives him a curse, actually two curses, a wanderer and an exile. Two of them. Uh, uh, Cain uh, repents, says, "I did something so terrible, and uh, and you, you're going to banish me." And uh, then God says, "Okay, I'm going to give you this mark that no one should hurt you." And then, uh, verse 17, Cain went forth from the presence of Hashem and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. I want to take, I want to take out the word Nod. I want to see the word Nod, mm-hmm. right? And go back to verse 12. Uh, the bottom line of page twenty-two, it says, "It shall not continue to yield its strength to you. A wanderer and an exile you shall uh, shall you be on earth." So, what is the Hebrew word of an exile? Node. And what is the Hebrew word of a wanderer? No. Nuvanud. So what they point out from this is that Cain got a curse. You did something terrible. You killed your brother. Two things are going to happen to you. You are going to be a wanderer, and you are going to be in exile, not <coughs> the <laughs> And then when he goes, he, he he goes to exile. Where does he go to? Oh. Where's Nah? Where's Nah? But it's but it's but it, but it's, it's remember, it's two curses. He only got one of them. So the answer to this is that his Cain repented. Right? He said, "I am so, I doesn't mean so terrible." Everyone's gonna kill me, right? Whoever finds me is gonna kill me. He repented. That repentance annulled one of the one of the uh, one of the curses, one of the punishments that he was supposed to have gotten. Okay, so so nod he was supposed to get nod He only ended up getting Nud. What happened to Nud? No, it's a little complicated. not and Nud. He got it Nud, but not Nud. All right. I think if an uninitiated person walked in here would think I would-
3: <laughs> guys can't you got the nud, but not the nud.
0: What a nudnik. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this is the point. Even though someone did something so egregious, murder, thrash side killing his own brother, the bloods, right? The bloods of your brother. What does it mean, bloods? Future generations, they're crying out to me. There's still room for tshuva. Now, I want to point out murder is something which is irrevocable. Right. The Talmud tells us is that murder Maimonides actually in the book of uh, the laws of murder, which is in the book of damages, and chapter four, maybe, or nine. Chapter nine? No. I don't know, I don't remember where. He tells us that there's nothing worse than murder. Murder is irrevocable. Right? Like we said, every person, every soul, it's like the whole world, you destroy the whole world but still we find something so remarkable. Even though Cain did something which is worse than anything else one could do, there was still something something about his repentance that enabled a little measure of his of, of his punishment to be a little bit removed, which is, which is a remarkable idea. Now, typically, we don't have uh, mercy on murderers. Right? Murder is the only one of the sins that when the Jewish people had capital punishment... That they ease the certain the, the strict laws of witnesses and testimony and all those things to enable us to, to, to you know to put them down, right? To put them away, as they say in Texas, right? To uh, to give them the uh, drink, right? It's the only one. Still, it's remarkable. It's a, th- it's a thing to think about, not to dwell too much about it. There's still room for some measure of of repentance. Let's read a little further. Yes. Who are these other people that he's afraid of? Uh, we'll meet them. In the end, he's going to be killed. in a few in a, I don't know if it mentions here clearly. He's going to be killed also. But how does he there's going to be any other people? Oh, uh, yeah, there might have been who knows how many people there, are, there, there were. Who knows how much later this is? Do we have a time? I don't even know if we have a time there. They, remember, they grew up and they moved out.
2: Right?
0: He, was already, he was already a shepherd. He, there could have been thousands of people, millions of people. Who knows? Where he Procreation, the birds and the bees, but right? We
1: had Armanine, uncle, and two boys. They had they tons of kids. What do you mean?
0: Well, boy, how, they where they did the, the women from? come from? The the that's a good
2: the question. Question.
0: Yes, These there the was con- the some consanguinity. Yes, there was. There was incest. Yes. They they sister. Huh? <coughs> of course. And there had tons of kids. They populated the whole so world. They
3: were
4: just the stars. Huh? Yeah, so these,
0: got, are mentioned are the these were the first. Right. Then
4: that's right.
2: So yeah. you're telling
0: and plus, you know, he knew the future. There was going to more, more, more going to happen,
2: right? So there were more created than than had. Not Adam created.
0: Adam created. No, they were born
2: from, from Adam,
3: Adam
0: and
2: Eve. and to
1: go
3: to work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, and it will say that explicitly later on. That Adam had a bunch of kids. And, yeah. Remember, it's very easy to populate the world. Very easy. Ready? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you right now. Do the math. Right? Now, assuming... Remember, Adam Liftley was 930 years old. Not exactly the... Yeah. Not exactly the life expectancy that we could look for. isn't it? No. That's 930 years old. Your body... Our bodies break down. His body didn't break down. His body... Yeah. There's no reason why... We, how come we stop working? <laughs> that alone is, 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 is a brand new innovation, Right? Brand new, at this relatively. But that God now created, God, like God limits man. It's, it says it says it's clear in the Torah. God cut down the, the, the lifespan of, of man. Mm-hmm. And you know what? In the year 1963, the global life expectancy was 60 years old. Do you
3: realize and
0: 2013, a mere 50 years later, it's 70 years old, which is incredible. So if it keeps on going at this pace, in 500 years, we'll all be living to 150. You should have
1: gone to my neighborhood it's full of Jews
0: over hundred years old most of them. right yeah. this is common <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's a good question but uh, yeah anyhow so and Cain knew his mm-hmm. wife and she conceived and bore Enoch and uh, he was the builder of a city and he called the city uh, the name of the city like the name of his son Enoch mm-hmm. born to Enoch was Erod uh, and Erod begat Mechuyahel uh, mehu, and Mechuyahel begat Mesushael, right uh, and Mesushael begat Lamech let's stop over here and let's why go back why is it important to mention all these people very good question
1: but one of them, Erad, there
0: is a city named Erad. Well, and Erod. these people had these very full lives. Erod. We're trying to make a string between Erod. significant Erod. events Erod. to Erod. significant Erod. events. Erod. The significant Erod. events are Adam, the whole story of creation, the episode of Cain and Abel, right, mm-hmm. the lessons we can take from that. We'll quickly run through the names of their kids until we get to Noah. We'll know, we'll spend the whole partial so Next week, you're going to hear about Noah. I'm telling you, we're going to finish it. Come <laughs> hello, high water. I'll have to read it a 1,000 miles an hour, if necessary. Right, or we'll about Noah. At the end of that part shall so we, sh- sh- you know, shoot through ten more generations to each Abraham. So yes, we do mention them because they're the four of the people, the significant uh, parties. But we don't dwell upon them. So we'll read the names and say, oh, that kid, that's it. They must have the may Pi had very remarkable lives and contributed a lot to the development of civilization. But it's not so important for our discussion. Okay, let's go back here. I want to say another thing here. We talked about Adam, Adam pre sin, post sin, a major change. I want to read a few definitions from the Talmud. Uh, what do we have? We have statement number one. Adam was from one end of the world to the other end of the world. The size of Adam was from one end of the world to the other end of the world. Clearly, we're not talking about a regular dude. Let me say it again. I'll see the next one. He was from the ground to the sky. He was from the ground to the sky. Number three, which you might find a little amusing, Adam was formed from the you know, dust of the earth, really from the, from ground. Right, you take you take a person, you put him back on the ground, they decompose. Why? Because that's where they came from. His body came from Babylon, says the Talmud. His head came from Israel. <laughs> his hands and feet and other and other limbs came from other places. And uh, Boba Misa. no, not Baba Misa. absolutely not. And then his rear end. I'm not what? kidding.
1: Where? <laughs> Washington
0: <What? laughs> uh, that came from a uh this is the Talmud. Okay. Now but uh, obviously where did it come from? It came from this low place in Babylon. I remember the lawn name. Lost some lawn Aramaic name, but gave the name of the place also in, in Babylon. And, obviously, the head being from Israel means that his, his intellect was from Israel, the Torah is, and his body, where it's where the heart is, from Babylon. This is ready the commentaries explain. That his body is from Babylon, because that's where the, the Torah flourished for many years, and the, the rest of his body was... The point is, he was an amalgamation the whole world. He's, just, he's all the way to the sky. He, he, does that mean, literally, he was as tall as the sky? Was he really... Three miles in the air. Maybe yes, maybe no. But the point is clearly that he was different. Pre-sin. What happened after the sin? He was shrunk. That's what it says. What happened to the sin? He was shrunk. He became a normal human. The human, the way we see him. This is very important. It was a major change. He was grant he was gra- We view Adam as an encapsulation of all of humanity. So all of us in this room, tiny little uh, pieces of Adam. Tiny little pieces of Adam. And if you go to the Kabbalah class, which I know, know nothing about, and I don't profess to know anything about, and you know what? Today I got irritated this morning when someone was saying, oh, it says this and this in Kabbalah. I'm like, really? What do you know about Kabbalah? Nothing. What do you know about Jewish life? Nothing. You know? Stop talking about it. One of my pet peeves. I have a whole pet store peeves. I've said that one before. Uh, yeah, but what it says is in certain places the Kabbalah talks about someone being a special person because he came from Adam's head, or being not suspected for Adam's feet, or Adam's beard, right? It's like the Zora says that uh, Moshe was from the right side of Adam's beard, and Aaron from the left side of Aaron's beard. What that means, I don't know, but the point is, is that we're all little parts of Adam. That means that Adam's challenge it was a great challenge because that was a challenge of all mankind. And after he failed in this challenge, right, we're all of our individual lives were each battling on a certain measure of what his original challenge was. And we think of Adam as being the silly dude who could to refrain from eating from the tree, right? Come on! Don't you suffer, days yourself a shawarma, Right? That's what we think of him, right? Really? Right? To think of the guy who's like working in the fields with a sickle, right, for 10, you know, for, for 10 hours, and he's like, with the sweat of your brow you should eat bread. He's like, Adam, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? I can think of women in labor suffering. All that suffering. What were they thinking? It was just some silly decision. It's the first thing we have to banish that out of thought. Adam wasn't a si- simple, you know, a person who was, you know, just He's a totally different uh, kind of creation, uh, creature, right? encompassing all of the intellect of all of mankind. Right? Right? And being this incredible, different kind of human. Clearly, when he decided to eat from the tree, he was making a very calculated decision. It wasn't just some sin like the way we sin. Oh gosh, uh, you know, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Or maybe that was, a, maybe, was bad, maybe the bad. Maybe you know, maybe I, I didn't know better or I made a poor decision because I got a temptation or I just I'm not so uh, well versed. I don't have this strong willpower. That wasn't his sin. First thing you gotta do is to avoid is to is to banish that thought. Now we already mentioned that. Let me, let me let me finish this, Rich, because I, I, it's 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 a little bit of a delicate subject. I want I want to finish it so we could. For we, we'll hear your question now and afterwards. Okay. He had a, he had a challenge. What was his challenge? To not, to avoid the serpent, to survive without eating from the from the tree. And what would have happened? Let, let's assume he would assume he was successful. What would have happened? Assuming he was successful, assuming he didn't eat from the tree, what would have happened? Well, we uh, we would be Adam. Remember, we're Adam. We're parts of Adam.
3: We would still be part
0: of Adam. Well, then the world would would have come to completion. Whatever we're trying to do collectively as a species, right? And we talk about the mission and what's going to happen after the world comes to completion, that would have all happened with just one man, but not just one man, but the man, Adam. Subsequently, his mission was given to all of us, but we all got a small part of his mission. This is one idea, and I want to hold that thought and listen to it from a little different angle. Our challenges, why do we have challenges? What causes us to want to do bad? Are Where's your Yetzirah, Rudy? Inside of you. What was trying to cause Adam to sin? Oh, the, serpent. the serpent. The serpent is is, is remnant. Right? Where was the serpent? Was the serpent inside of him? No, it was outside.
2: So Adam's
0: sin or Adam's challenge was a much different kind of challenge than we have we could argue that Adam's challenge was a much lower level. It was much lower, it was much more easy for him to succeed than for us to succeed in our challenges. Why? For us, it's an internal struggle. For him, it was an external struggle. Adam didn't need Torah. Remember we mentioned that? Mm -hmm. Why didn't Adam need Torah? The reason why Adam didn't need Torah is because (laughs) his challenge wasn't as difficult as our challenge. The challenge was coming from external source, uh, forces and sources, I guess. His challenge wasn't as great as ours, as, as ours is. He doesn't need Torah. We cannot survive and be successful in our challenge without Torah. There's no way to do it. The only way to judge us right, in our success or failure of our challenge is because we have a Torah. Without a Torah, we have no chance. Adam made a very calculated decision. Adam knew He knew that we're in an arena here to battle out, right? Mankind, him being all of mankind, right? Us being small parts of mankind are here to engage in free will. He knew that. What he wanted to do is to make mankind's achievement that much greater. He wanted to make the challenge much more difficult. He said, I want, right, him being all of us, right? I want, mankind wants to live this world and complete the mission of the world, but go through a much higher level, much more difficult level to achieve it. He made a decision for all of us. And that decision was that the challenge that should determine the success or failure of mankind's mission in this world will be a much more difficult challenge. It will be a challenge when when we're engaging in internal struggle, a civil war within ourselves. The, the, The battle is all engaging within ourselves and Adam says, I want that to be the challenge, and I want us to have the Torah, the Torah will help us be successful in that challenge. Why? Because if we succeed in our challenges the way it's structured today, it's a much greater achievement than had Adam succeed in his challenge. And Adam consciously decided, this is the way it's going to be. I'm going to take this, take on this formidable force of the Sarah. I'm going to bring it within ourselves. I'm going to get the Torah, and I Let's see what happens. Let, may the best man win. May, may, let's see if mankind is able to stand up and, and, and collectively be successful yeah, against...
2: Do you know, think God directed that? Do you think Adam yeah. made that decision? On his God, God directed it. <sighs> because if it wasn't for that decision, there'd be no Torah. Well, Why do we need a Torah, yeah, Torah if yeah, there was The Torah was extant beforehand. Yeah, I think Hashem You also
0: mean. asked that question. Dave, I remember your question. You asked more than you did. <laughs> Don't tell me. Don't... You asked me, "What does it mean the Torah was created before the world was?" You remember that? Yeah. I have an audio of it on my website, available free download. Right. I have an audio. You asked that question, but I'm agreeing that Hashem knew it
2: was his decision
0: beforehand. Hashem knew it. Well, for sure, Hashem knew it. Right? Hashem for sure knew it. I agree that Hashem knew it. That Hashem orchestrated straight it. Well, I would argue that not. What does we argue about it? The point is, is that Adam did it consciously, and the decision is. It's a much. It's not just we. We have to throw away our simplistic understandings and see that a lot is going on over here, right? This is you know this this decision wasn't the challenge wasn't just a simple challenge, right? Adam wasn't just a simple individual, right? And the result, the aftershocks, the cause and effect is impacting us today, right? Us and, and mankind. Now I want to say another point, and this is just I'll get to you, I'll get to the questions, but I really really want to finish. We have to finish, so so Oh my gosh! Right? says, oh my gosh! Oh gosh! Okay, now. I want you to take a look at your own time. Every time it mentions the word Adam in the Torah, or it's only, it's only in the beginning it's only in our parsha. it calls him either Adam or Ha'adam. What's the difference between Adam and Ha'adam? Man. man or The Man? Adam pre-sin is called The Man. And Adam post-sin is called Adam. He was just another man. Ha'adam, the man, is different than man. Right? Why? Because Adam wasn't the same person. Right? Beforehand, he was from the ground to the sky, from one end of the world to the other end of the world. Right? He was a very unique individual. And then he was just whoosh, lowered, just the regular dude. From Adam, Right? we have Ha'adam. when he's in in the Garden of Eden. And if you take a look, I want to show show you here on page 20, on page 20, back to page 20 for a second, we had uh, Adam being banished from the Garden of Eden. And then on uh, chapter 4, verse 1, we have Adam knowing, which means uh, uh, intimately knowing his wife, and having children. Now we mentioned that this actually happened chronologically before him being banished. This actually happened in the Garden of Eden. And the Torah doesn't go in order. If you read it in Hebrew, it says, Ha Adam. Ha Adam. The man knew his wife intimately, and they had children. Ah, right? that's how we know. The man means, this, was, this all happened before. He was still the man. Mm. It wasn't just a man. And then later on, we get to, to uh, uh, every every other time it says, Adam subsequently, it's just Adam. Unless it's referencing him back, uh, back to the uh, to the um, uh, to to beforehand uh, to before. Um, oh gosh, so
1: on page twenty-five, say. where it says, Adam, beyond rod
0: Elohim." Yeah, it's just Adam. It's it's just, just Adam. It's just, they, we're talking about Adam, and this after is just. After the sin. Yes, after the sin. <clears throat> okay, I, I know we have questions, and I know I promised to answer the questions, but I really, I have to finish it. That was the. Uh, uh, what we could do, we can make a decision. We're making a executive decision is that we'll read it, and we'll read it, just zip, 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 zip to the end, and then, we could, then we'll then see how much more time we have left. Is that a deal? Yeah. We can go breakneck. We break we'll go real breakneck. Okay, good. So we're up to uh, page 24. We have the second line, and Wendy. Let's go. Let's see how fast he can read. No, we have 25. No, 24, second line. Yeah, 19, and he took himself. Correct. I'm a very good verse 23. Luis, Luis,
3: said to his <coughs> Hear you, my voice, wives of Clement. Listen. Thirty-seven, seventy-seven. Seven. Adam knew again his wife, and she bore a son. And she called his name Seth, because provided to me as God a child another in the place of the people for killed him had Cain. And to Seth also, to himself was born a son, and he called his name Enosh.
0: Then he it became profane to call in the name of. Hashem. Okay, uh, chapter five. Um. Fine looking gentleman.
3: This is the account of the descendants of Adam on the day of the creating by God of man in the likeness of God. He made them male and female created them. He blessed them and called them man on the day they were created. And Adam lived thirty and one hundred years. and he begot him with likeness according to his image. And he called his name Seth. And they were the days of Adam after his begetting Seth. Eight hundred. he begot sons and daughters and they were all the days of Adam that he lived 900 years and 30 years and he died Mm. Uh, Seth lived 500 uh, excuse me, Seth lived 5 years and 100 years and he begot the Enosh and Seth lived after he was forgetting Enosh Uh, Ninety years and he beget Kenan, and Enosh lived after his beginning, Kenan fifteen years and eight hundred years, and he begot sons and daughters, and they were all the days of Enosh five years and nine
0: hundred years, and he died. Very good, Malcolm, start from this side.
3: Yes, interesting,
0: very
3: interesting, isn't it? That everyone lived eight hundred,
0: nine hundred years. I got to car accident.
1: Kenan lived 70 years, and he begot Mahal- Mahalel, and Kenan lived after his beginning, Mahalel, Mahalale- 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 yeah. 40 years and 800 years, and he begot sons and daughters, and they were all the days of Canaan 10 years and 900 years, and he died.
2: It's not bad, right? take Mahalale-
1: it. lived 5 years and 60 years, and he begot Jared. And lived after he his begetting Jared thirty years and eight hundred years, and he begot sons and daughters. And they were all the days of Mahalaleel ninety-five years and eight hundred years and he died. Jared lived sixty-two years and one hundred years and he begot Enoch. And Jared lived after his begetting Enoch eight hundred years, and he begot sons and daughters. And they were all the days of Jared. Sixty-two years and nine hundred years, and he died. Enoch lived sixty-five years, and he begot Methuselah. Methuselah, and Enoch walked with God after his begetting Methuselah for three hundred years, and he begot sons and daughters. And it was that all the days of Enoch were sixty-five years and three hundred years. And Enoch walked <coughs> with God. Then he was no more. He took him he took him to did God
0: okay let's uh...
1: listen Methuselah lived 87 years and 100 years and he begat Lamech and Methuselah, Methuselah lived after his begat in Lamech eighty years and 700 years and he begat sons and daughters and they were all the day of Methuselah 60 years 69 years and 900 years, and he died. Lamech lived 82 years and 100 years, and he begat a son, and he called his name Noah, saying, This one will provide us relief from our work and from the toil of our hands from the ground which he could reach. He cursed it.
0: See, it's interesting. This is the first time we kind of have like a description why he was named. Noah was named because Noah, the word in Hebrew, was "nach," which means to rest, and Noah would give us a respite, so to speak. Yeah, but to I, I think we could, we could, oh, The camera's off. We have to yeah, yeah, we so need we to reset it. it. Rabbi, he said Oto
1: Elohim yeah. did God no power on them.
0: Yeah, I understand it, It's called. It's one of the names that God has called, but.
1: Might it's pressed on the right
0: side. On the the right side it has a uh, right. might have been off for like hours. No, no, just enough. Just, 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 I heard it's a Okay, so um like we said it's now hit the right button. Hold oh on, it's not on time left. 56. Okay. Well okay. okay. like like we said, it's 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 interesting that we just zip through these people. They, they live 900 years. They for sure accomplish some something or do like even the most unremarkable is, You know, they even a broken clock. Is. Of kids okay. 900 years. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying they lived productive lives, but they're not why the Torah. The Torah is not telling us stories unless it's necessary. Yeah. Therefore, the Torah stops by the tzaddikim, by the righteous people, the significant people, tells us their story in depth, and then we move on and just zip through the name. We'll see the end of the, the, the next parsha, right? Uh, Noah. And the Noah, we're also going to zip through ten generations because we hit Abraham. And Abraham, we sit down and <laughs> we pitch our tent and we just talk about Abraham
2: for two whole
0: whole part uh, par, uh, parshiyot, right? Two and a half, really. Do you think the significance of listing all these people? There's no information about. It? Well, because yeah, it's, yeah. it's creating a link. We're creating the link, and and, the, and, the, and we don't tell us the, all all the other kids that were born. We don't know about them. Mm-hmm. All we know the significant one because that's the one that's going to bring us to to Abraham.
4: But it also how creates the calendar.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's mm-hmm. also true.
4: It also seems like some of the names repeat. Though. I don't know if that
0: or not. Well, it's like, it's like Michael and Jack and Emily, which are the popular names. Okay, and let's, 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 let's chapter, uh, verse verse 30. We're almost done. Incredible. Uh, Lama lived after his forgetting Noah
1: 95 years and 500 years, and he begot sons and daughters. And they were all the days of Lama, 77 years and 700 years, and he died. When Noah was of the age of 500 years, Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And it came to pass when land began to increase upon the face of the ground, and daughters were born to him. Oh, here comes something really interesting. They saw the
0: sons of the rulers. Rulers, the well, right? What are they called? They're called Elohim. That's but it right. means the rulers.
1: That's right. Hi, that they were good. And they took for themselves wives
0: from all that they judged. Okay, so what are we seeing? We're seeing that the Torah is starting to describe the decline. There's a, there's a decline. Okay, something's happening. They're involved now with the women, and this might go downhill. Okay, Howard, let's let's read <laughs> verse 3. <laughs> well, but, um, uh, I should stop shall and dwell. Shall I yeah. And that additionally he is but flesh, his day shall be
3: 120
0: years. Okay, so we see what we see. A limitation. Here's the limitation. Right? God's changing the physiology of man. They can't live for more than 120 years. Mm-hmm. Right. If they, if they have uh, illness, they might die even younger. But the point is, is that with, right, 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 uh, no if there's no, yeah, if there's no illness, no, no man's body is going to break down at 120. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. that that's what we can look forward to, having a life expectancy of, of 120 if we so don't I have any. That's the point. So 120 exactly. Okay. And the philom were
4: on the earth in those days, and also after that, when they would make the sons of the
3: rulers with the tortures of man, and they would bear to them, they were the mighty that from old were men
0: of renown. Of renown. Okay, so let's, uh, verse number five, Rudy. Hashem saw
1: that great was <clears> the wickedness of man upon the earth, and that every
3: product thoughts of his heart was totally evil all day long and Hashem regretted that he made man on earth and he was saddened in his heart and Hashem said I will obliterate
1: man whom I created from upon the face of the earth from man to animal to creeping things and to birds of the sky for I regret that I made them.
0: Nova found the eyes of who says Who says we wouldn't finish it? Okay, good question. But we finished it. Okay, now we can settle down. We have a few more minutes here. Okay, that's a good question. Okay, we see here uh, description, lots and lots and lots of people mm-hmm. and suddenly we hear about this tremendous decline that's happening, right? Uh, it's a decline. It seems to be uh, one uh, We talked about promiscuity. The, they saw the women, of, the, the, the daughters of men. So we see that the... the uh, promiscuity is going to start happening, and, and and there's a reckoning, and there's a reckoning, and uh, once again in verse number five we see that the uh, that the Almighty experiences the wickedness of man, and that's uh, the that man seeks only to do bad all day. All right, God regrets that he made man. Okay? Now, we know that if you accept the Jewish definition of God, he cannot regret. <laughs> it means that the response, the way he's going to treat the world by deciding to destroy the world, indicates the way we would view regret. Right? Every time we see an emotion from God, right? this is the basis idea. It's, it's called, a the, Hebrew, the English word for it is a uh, anthropomorphism. Thank you. Anthropomorphism is when you give finite qualities, finer characteristics to an infinite being. God does not have hands because the second he has hands, well, he's not the Jewish God. Right. God can have feet, right? The, and God took us out with an outstretched arm. It doesn't mean that God has an outstretched arm because the second you do that, right, you're uh, rejecting the Jewish definition of God. God cannot have emotions. Right? This is, remember, once again, go back to the beginning of Maimonides where he gives us definitions. He says these are all anthropomorphisms and these are ways to talk to us. We, don't, we cannot connect to God or even understand God, conceptualize God if you just give it the way God really is. So we have to break it down and talk it to, you know, talk to us the way we are known uh, we understand things. So it means that God regrets. It doesn't mean he regrets. It means that he made a decision and he's going to treat us in a certain way and that way the way the way we experience it, we interpret that kind of response as regret. It doesn't mean that he actually regretted it. That's another very good question. That's the fundamental problem with, with, uh, with uh, determinism and free will. That's a very good question, and that's a very broad question. Is how could we exist and, and, and be independent from God? That's a very good question. Yes. And, well, oh, even yeah, but that's a, that's a narrow view of the question, that's the question that she brought up. It's a narrow view of the question, right? The problem is, is okay, hey, how could, we, how could we make decisions untethered to God's will, but God also know what happens, or God knows what happens beforehand, so how can we do any different? That's the question, right? Everyone's heard the question a thousand times? Or at least once? Yeah. Very good question. But that's a narrow view of a problem. <coughs> the problem is, is that the definition we give God right. as infinite, right. and now there's something that's not God, right? I'm not God. right? You can't say that I'm God. What you're saying is, is that I'm, I'm a man. I'm different than God. And 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 I, and I if the second I'm different from God, hey, there's something that's independent of God. How is that possible? How could God know something and be the way we define God, and still me the way me be the way that we define me. That's the same problem. So the narrow view of that is to say, how can we make decisions while God knows what we're going to decide? But the broader view is, how do we even exist if God exists? Right? How is there a coexistence of a finite and infinite world? That's a very good question. Not for now. I want to skip back to a few more things that we that we left uh, that we left off with, and I'll see how much we could do. I know. Is it? A a ironclad rule to be out of here at nine, or no? Okay, <laughs> so let's
1: settle down. Uh, okay, Rabbi,
0: do you want some water? Uh, yeah, sure. Now, like this, I want to share with you a statement of the Talmud, and I think it's the reason. The reason why it's like triage for me now, right? Triage. I'm only going to talk about the most important things, right? Or what I deem to be the most important things Thank you so much, Rabbi. through Triage. So the Talmud tells us that the beginning of the Torah and the end of the Torah share one theme. What's that theme? Chesed. HaTorah, Chesed. The Torah, the beginning of the Torah is Chesed. B'sofa chesed and the end of the Torah is Chesed. Where does it say the beginning of the Torah is Chesed? Where's this Chesed that we're referencing in the Torah? And it says that uh, Adam... Uh, huh? You gave him what? Oh, is that what did, you oh, said? It I didn't you say it last about week. The, the, I talked about chesed last week, but yeah. But, but, and then but
1: you're my bone home. of my bone and flesh. Of my flesh. Right. Okay.
0: That's oh, that may be chesed, but that, okay, very good. But that's not what the, that's not what's referenced in the Talmud. The Talmud references okay. that what Anne brought up that at, at page nineteen is that the, uh, the 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 man and woman, the Adam and Eve, they sin. Suddenly, they recognize that they're naked. Right. Why do they recognize that they're naked? What what happened? That's what we said earlier. Now, the evils within them. Right, and suddenly the idea of nudity—something which is wrong—they notice it being wrong. Right, they were a different kind of entity beforehand. Okay, and they're walking around, they're trying to cover themselves up. And God said God makes them these garments of skin and clothes them, clothes them. Once them. you see, God does chesed, does kindness to, to, to men. If you fast forward all the way to the end of the Torah, I don't know if we can even find can find it here quickly, all the way the Torah, what's the last thing that happens in the Torah? Anyone knows? Very good. Thank you, Ann. Did you just guess know. that? or
1: she's, No, she's
0: not. She's, just, she's, she's really very good. Yeah. The last thing that happens in the Torah is that Moses dies. Who buries Moses? The Almighty buries Moses. Right. Take a look at page 1298. You'll see that the Almighty buried uh, Moses. So the beginning of the Torah is Chesed and the end of the Torah is Chesed. What can we infer from that statement? If the beginning of something... Very good. If the beginning of Torah is chesed, and the end of the Torah is chesed, it's telling us that the entire Torah is chesed. (laughs) Now, we just started, we just started the Torah, we finished the first section, finished B'Ratius, right? We we got a definition of what the Torah is. The Torah is chesed. So I want to give a few explanations of what that could potentially be. It can mean maybe more than that. Right? I want to share with you guys something very fascinating. We have, uh, I'll give it a little background. We have a um, an episode, this is uh, in the
2: book of uh,
0: Judges, we have an episode uh, where there's a curse given to the descendants of Aili, Right, the, the, Their descendants will die young. And all the descendants died at the age of 18 or 20, whatever. And the Talmud tells us that two of their descendants one of them his name was Rava one of them his name was Abaya. these are you can't go two pages in Talmud without meeting either Rava or abaya and these are both descendants of of Eli. but one of them lived till 40 one of them lived till 60 how were they able to overcome this uh, this uh, purse that was given to the descendants of A the reason why is because because they engaged in Torah well what, why did one guy live till 40 and the other white guy make her way to 60? Because the person who lived till forty, he engaged in Torah only. The other one who lived till sixty, he had Torah and Chesed. Okay, that's one thought. Background. Another background. This, this the, I don't remember the word source with that previous name. This this one is in Avodazara track they called the a book of Talmud called Zarah. it's in seventeen B. And it says that if someone has Torah, studies Torah, but does not engage in Chesed, it says something very, very strongly worded. I'll say it in Hebrew. Dome kemi she'elo elokah. Which means it's as if he doesn't believe in God. Someone to be the greatest Torah scholar. If he doesn't do chesed, he doesn't believe in God. So I want to say a few things. First of all, we see a connection. Another time we see a connection between Torah and chesed. <coughs> Perhaps we even see a little more that if you do just Torah but no chesed, well, you missed the boat. You don't believe in God. You didn't get the message. And this seems to be very much in line with, with this idea uh, that, that Asher pointed out, that, hey, the Torah is beginning is chesed. The end is chesed. The whole thing really is about chesed. If you, if you read the book, if you studied Torah, and you didn't do chesed, well, you missed the whole thing. Maybe you don't even believe in God. You didn't read the message. That's one idea. I want to maybe tell you guys a little, a little uh, Easter egg, as they call it, a little Easter egg, whatever. Okay, what seasonal. I just said Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. Easter egg is mean an Easter it's, egg, uh, an Eastern, very good, it's Eastern, Eastern egg, Middle New Eastern York. egg from New York, from New York. Yeah. <coughs> oh. This is something. What? Who knows the numerical value of the word Torah? <laughs> Anybody? <100. laughs> How would it be the same as Chesed? Chesed is seventy-two. The Torah is what even the first letter of Torah is six hundred. No, not (laughs) six thirteen. It's six hundred eleven. How do you remember that? How do you remember the Torah six eleven? Because it's short. Because Torah Tziva Lanu. Moshe, Moshe. Yeah. Torah was instructed to us by Moshe. How many of the commandments did the Jews actually hear from God at Sinai? Two. Two. So the rest of them, the rest of the six thirteen, they heard from Moses. So you remember, Torah tivlanu Moshe. Moses instructed us Torah. And How many did he instruct us? Six eleven. If you take a look at the word gemilut chasadim, which is the the long way, the long. Uh, Form, longhand way to write Chesed, it's called Gimilut Chesedim. You do, you count it up. It's exactly six eleven, exactly. Same thing. I, I, I discovered this myself. It was my Eastern egg when I was still living in the Middle East. And I I, I was learning that particular piece of Talmud. It says that Torah is on one hand, every step of Torah you have, you have to make sure it's accompanied by Chesed. You study Torah, the beginning of Torah, the end of Torah is Chesed, the whole message of the entire Torah is Chesed. What does Torah mean? Torah is intellectual. Torah is intellectual. It's possible for someone to study all of Torah and to not engage in Chesed, and we're saying that he's missing belief in God. You miss the whole point. Every stage of Torah has to have a parallel stage of Chesed. Every stage that you have an intellectual growth, you have to have a practical growth as well. It has to affect the way you interact with people. It has to affect the way you engage the, your community, your surroundings. We mentioned last week, chesed is more than just kindness. It's a root, the root of... What we mentioned you weren't here last week. You missed the dynamite. But, sorry. Uh, but the root of the idea of chesed is about how we perceive others. It's everything in relation to how man interacts with other people. It's everything about man's behavior. The Torah is telling us we, we're starting the Torah, right? And we're learning it on a little bit of a deeper level than 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 uh than we're than we're used to or than we've done till now. It's important. Every intellectual achievement you have, you have to right away find a way to apply that in a practical manner. You cannot have the Torah without the Chesed. The entire book, the entire message of the whole Torah is to have the Chesed uh the go alongside with it as well. Is that why Hashem chose Abraham? Mm, interesting, because right. Abraham is it seated in. Well, it's my grandfather points this out. You know, we know we think of Abraham. Right? What was Abraham? How was Abraham significant? Well, he's significant because he discovered God with his own mental faculties. He lived in a pagan world. He was instructed by pagan instructors. His dad owned the Costco of all idolatries, and he was one who says, "Wait, wait, does that make any sense? Wait a minute. Why are you giving? Why are you courting so much honor?" to these lifeless, immovable pieces of, you know, stone and wood. Doesn't make any sense. And he was one who set out on a mission to discover how the world really happened. And Maimonides explains a very beautiful piece of Maimonides in the beginning of the laws of Avodah Zarah, of of idolatry. He describes what Abraham did and what questions he asked and how he went about discovering God. So Abraham is the father of monotheism. He's the father of the belief that we have about. And you open up the Torah. And you look at Abraham. What do you see? All you see is stories about Chesed. It's, it's the only thing we see about him. We see Abraham. He's meeting God. What happens? He sees the, the three people probably get into this a little bit later on. I know this is not really in the beginning of Genesis. This is in Noach and in, in Lech Lecha, right? Lech Lecha primarily. Abraham's all about saving to the the people of Stone. Abraham's all about giving food and running around to give food, even though he just finished having his circumcision uh, to, to these people, these travelers. Every story in the Torah we have about Abraham is about is about chesed. And once again, we see a link between the the intellectual, the achievement that he have. What's Abraham's grand achievement? Well, you could argue that it's about monotheism. Monotheism. The Torah tells us it tells us stories about uh, of chesed only. <clears throat> Why? to tell you that he took those ideas and integrated them into his practice.
2: What about, what idolat about idolat smiting nations? Killing other idolat children. Idolat
3: uh-huh. For that's Abraham answer. to go and break God and say
0: eh. well, That's a different but, question, Rudy. Let's say you see someone about to jump off a roof. That's what they want to do. And you say, stop them and pull them back.
2: They're a terrible thing. This is what they want to do. Right? How about commanding?
4: That's As they go across, what do you say?
2: That's Why not?
0: Well, it's idolatry. It's like Idol- idolatry is even worse. What do you mean? If someone lives life without believing in God, what do they have in life? If you save someone from idolatry, you're
2: saving them. You're pulling them off the ledge. It's the best thing you could have done, by far. Well, so what, are, what about children smiting children. nations and killing babies and killing women Where, and children? Killing, How was that? Killing babies! Well, that's commanded in the Torah. That's not Hesed.
0: Where does the Torah say you kill babies?
2: Women and children. Qualify that. All right. Qualify women that. and children. Smite Please nations. Where does the Torah say that? Show me. God has commanded
0: uh, the, the, to about go... Amalek, I guess. It's... Amalek? Is that, is that the question? Not Amalek. God no, could...
1: are talking about Canaan? City of Jericho.
0: And first all of, of all, everyone who wanted to leave was allowed to leave. We know. They, they are not commanded to kill, kill our women and the children. And whoever wants to leave and get out of our land is allowed to leave. Otherwise, there are any big combatants. And I do you understand. Know, everything's fair in love and war, right? Well, is that the line? All right. If someone is coming to kill you, kill them first. right? These people were dangerous. These people were threats. These people were occupying our land. And if they don't want to leave peacefully, well, that's the definition of war. They kill some of us, and we'll kill even more of them? We don't, we
4: don't know exactly what they were like because Hashem said that He was waiting for them. Well,
2: they asked to pass the, through the land. We were asked to <coughs> pass well, And, yeah, and, we, and we, what, we what happened?
0: happened? And then, so what they do? Well, so so, so so they we asked nicely to pass through. Well, there's a few different, different people. But they came after us. They said, now they're lying because they came after us. You come after us. We'll kill you first. And that and that's righteousness, and sometimes it's righteous to be to, to, to protect your interests and protect your people. And someone comes after you, you shoot them first. You could be the nicest guy in the world, and if someone comes after you and comes home after your wife and kids and your family, you put them down, right? And that's the best thing you could do. That's the most righteous thing you could do, right? Sometimes righteousness is a little bloody. Well, yeah, I understand, but maybe that's the, uh, yes, and that's not unkind. It's not unkind. It's not unkind to uh, to defend yourself. Yeah. Well, Would you say it's unkind to know, defend yeah, yourself? And wars and For sure. What to rescue Lot well, to rescue yeah. Lord and, and yeah, well, absolutely. Also the uh, the kings that uh, slaughtered kings. He what? Well, because they were because <laughs> in a battle, right? Though there's rules of war. Come next time. Right, it was not needless slaughter of innocent children. No one would argue that the Torah, the Torah, the the, 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 the Torah, uh, the Torah condones needless slaughter. We're the only ones that had we had rules, I and we didn't have I, any torture.
2: I, so. I don't know how you did, how you say that sense. Why is that not chesed? That's kindness. Why is You're that not
0: kindness? It, it, kindness means. What was the definition we have for kindness? First of all, Dave, where does it say that we slaughter children? It doesn't say it anywhere. It, it says. The only time it says it is by Amalek. Amalek is. it important to know what Amalek means. I'll find it
2: next time. I'll find it. I'll it. I'll I'll find, find it.
0: it. Okay. Okay. But so. you won't be here. So hey, Dave, Dave. knows where to find me. <laughs> he gives <has> me a <laughs> speed dial. Yeah, we're good yeah. buddies. Thank you all. I appreciate it. I apologize if there were some questions that I promised to answer. I didn't answer. I'm only take questions now, Malka. You are than welcome to leave good ones. No. Yeah, I'll post it. It's just uh, rabbitwolby.com. I'm going to check it out. Do we
2: have any idea for having a oh, Yes, yeah. I Oh, I should ask.
1: I you can send us a link on that. Anyway.